Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are going through the New Testament in a year, and we are in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Again, the story with the Thessalonians is that they are from Thessalonica, and the Apostle Paul started the church there. He was there for only three weeks. Persecution breaks out. They're coming against the new Christians in that city. The Apostle Paul leaves, and he leaves in order to not be a lightning rod to bring all the persecution and the attention to the, the new believers. But he leaves, and then I, he's three weeks, he's thinking, man, what about these guys? They, um, they've only known the Lord for three weeks. We did as much teaching as we could. We tried to ground them as much as they could. But now, what are they going to do? How are they going to survive? Are they going to be okay? Will they be okay without us? Well, they had the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit ministers to people, even when the ministers and the pastors and the bishops are all gone. He does send Timothy there to find out how they're doing. And one of the things that they were confused about was that the Apostle Paul had apparently spoken maybe quite a bit about Christ coming again, the second coming of Christ. And so um, they were confused about that. And they were confused about what happens to what happens to people who die if Jesus hasn't come back. And they had a lot of questions about that. And the Apostle Paul, in this particular letter, he's going to write to them and talk to them about this issue of Christ coming back. And in this chapter, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, he's going to talk about an event that happens preceding the coming of Jesus which is known as the man of lawlessness, or what is also known in popular culture, in popular vernacular, the Antichrist. Well, John said there are lots of Antichrists, but this is the Antichrist. So, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, so talking about Jesus coming back and bringing all of the believers from everywhere with him where he is forever and ever concerning that issue. Brothers and sisters. No, we ask you not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by a teaching allegedly from us whether by prophecy or word of mouth or by letter asserting that the day of the Lord has already come. Now, apparently people were sending letters and people were claiming that the Apostle Paul had told them things and that had told them that the day of the Lord had already come, so Jesus had already come, and so now these guys missed out on that and they're upset, they're wondering what's going on. And he said, don't be unsettled, don't be alarmed by some letter or some prophecy or something that somebody told you that said that the day of the Lord has already come. It hasn't. Will it come? No, let's move on. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way. For that day will not come until, okay, so this gathering together of all of God's people, the brothers and sisters, will not happen until, until what? Until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. Don't be deceived that they won't come 
until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed. Well, a couple of things there. Uh, what is the rebellion? Uh, some people see that particular word there as the departing, and they see it as the departing as being what's known as the rapture. The rapture being that Jesus coming and taking his people home before the beginning of the great tribulation period, a seven-year period that's prophesied in the book of Daniel, seen in the book of Revelation, alluded to in other places. So the idea there is that before Christ comes, there will be a seven-year tribulation upon the face of the earth. Well, for what? What will that be for? Well, it will be for the people of Israel and God getting ready to set up his eternal kingdom, that God has made promises to Israel. Uh, all of Israel will be saved, is what it says in, in the book of Romans. And so some say that that particular verse means the catching away, that those who alluding to Matthew, where it says one will be in the field and you know one will be taken, you know one will be sleeping in the bed, the other will be taken. And they see this as the rapture of the church, the great snatching away, the taking of God's people. Now, other people just see it as a big falling away, that there would be a big falling away from the faith. And interesting, in our time, there seems to be a great falling away of the faith. Many people who've been brought up in the faith, many people who profess the faith falling away. So you're going to have to choose there which one you're going to use. But this will happen before the Lord comes back. And then also what will happen is this man of lawlessness will be revealed. Uh, what does it mean, a man of lawlessness? Or some people say it's the, the man of sin. Well, the language there is a man. Right? So it's not men, it's a man that will be revealed. And he's a lawless man, and he's a man of sin. He's epitomized by sin. We learn anything else about him? We do. Verse 4, he will oppose and exalt himself over everything that is called God or worship. Now, is this everything over the true and uh, the one only true and living God? Or is it over all gods, all religions, all world religions, all cults, all things that are worshipped? So is it just against God himself, the creator, the maker of heaven and earth? Or is it against all of those other things that are worshipped and those other entities that are worshipped and those other personalities that are worshipped? Well, again, you need to make a decision there, but whatever it is, he certainly opposes himself and he certainly comes up against God, the true and the living God. And he's going to set himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Now, this is interesting because there must be a temple. Well, there is no temple of God's people. There is a movement in Israel to rebuild this temple. And apparently he will go in there and declare himself to be God. He will say that he is God. And he said, don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things? And now you know what's holding him back so that he might be revealed at the proper time. I bet they're saying, what is it that is holding him back? Some people say that it's the church, so that would be the rapture. Uh, For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who now holds it will hold back until he's taken out of the way. 
And so it's a he that is taken out of the way. So that's why some people say that it's the church and the Holy Spirit is residing in the church, the people of God. And so the Holy Spirit is taken from the earth because the Holy Spirit is in people and um, it's taken out of the way. And now this guy can come. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth. He'll destroy with, he'll destroy with the splendor of his coming. And the coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the works of Satan. He'll use displays of power, signs, and wonders that serve the lie. That power, miracles, and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and be saved. For this reason, God sends a powerful delusion so that they'll believe the lie, so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth, but have delighted in wickedness. And so God will also allow people to believe the lie. A great delusion will come upon the planet come upon the people and they will believe this man because they don't want to believe in the name of Jesus Christ and so they will believe him and they will follow him and he will have signs and wonders and miracles following verse 13 but we ought to always thank God for you brothers and sisters loved by the Lord because God shows you his first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit through the truth he called you through our gospel that you might share in the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, when all of these things, the coming of Jesus, the coming of the Antichrist, the end of the world, the gathering together of all of the saints, so then, brothers and sisters, stand firm. Hold fast to the teachings that we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. And may our Lord Jesus Christ himself, in God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good word and deed. So let's do good things while we're waiting for the Lord. Let's be strengthened. Let's share the word of God wherever we go. Let's tell people about Jesus. We like to say it this way, at least I do. Keep your eyes to the sky. He's coming. He is coming. Keep your feet on the ground. Be steady. Be immovable, but keep your heart with people. Always love people. Always love people. So uh, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself, our God and Father, who loved us by his grace and eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your heart and strengthen you in every good deed and word. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. We'll keep moving on. Thessalonians.